the podcast from Belmont Chapel in Exeter, sharing the story, living the life. For more information, go to belmontchapel.org.uk. Genesis, oh, here we go. Genesis chapters 2 and 3. So if you've got a Bible on your table and you want to follow along, feel free to do that. Um, I'm going to be reading from this giant book of Bible stories, um, which just makes it a little bit more uh, easy to understand, maybe. And also, I don't have time to read two whole chapters of the Bible and then speak about it as well. So, we're uh, going to be hearing the story of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. God made sure that the Garden of Eden had everything that Adam and Eve needed to be happy. The sun kept them warm, so they didn't need clothes. They weren't embarrassed about being naked anyway. A gushing stream gave water. All sorts of flowers, plants, and trees grew there, fragrant and shady, and bearing tasty fruit, nuts, and seeds. In the middle of the garden grew the two most beautiful trees of all, the tree of life and the tree of knowledge. Take care of my marvelous garden, God told Adam and Eve. Enjoy eating anything you like, except for the fruits of the tree of knowledge. Please do not eat those. If you do, you will die. Adam and Eve did as they were told, and their life in the garden was wonderful, until one day Eve met a snake. The snake was far the most cunning of all the creatures God had made. Very slyly, it asked Eve, Did God really tell you not to eat of one of these trees? Yes, That one, replied Eve, pointing to the tree of knowledge. He said that if we do, we'll die. I don't think we're even allowed to touch it. Ha! Nonsense, hissed the snake. You won't die. God doesn't want you to eat that fruit, because if you do, you'll be like him. You'll know the difference between good and bad, just as he does. Eve gazed nervously at the tree of knowledge. How beautiful it was. Its leaves whispered mysteriously in the breeze, and its branches stretched towards her. Its fruit hung down, ripe and ready to drop into her hand. How wonderful it would be to become wise, Eve murmured. Overcome with longing, she reached out, picked the nearest fruit, and took a big, juicy bite. It was so delicious. Surely something that tasted so good could not be wrong. Eve hurried to share the fruit with Adam, and he couldn't resist trying it either. Suddenly, Adam and Eve realized that they did indeed know the difference between good and bad, and what they had done was very wrong. The couple felt dreadfully ashamed and were embarrassed about being naked too. They tried to sew leaves together to cover themselves. Then, in horror, they heard God coming. Quickly they hid, but God knew. Adam, God called, where are you? The red-faced couple crept out, hanging their heads. We were frightened when we heard you. And also, we weren't dressed, Adam mumbled. What has made you want clothes? And why are you afraid of me, God demanded. You haven't eaten the fruit I asked you not to eat, have you? Adam owned up, but he blamed it all on Eve, who in turn blamed the snake. God listened as they squirmed and squabbled. Then with huge disappointment, he said, I have no choice but to punish you all. He sent the snake crawling away in the dust, the enemy of humans forever. After making animal skin clothes for Adam and Eve, he turned them out of their beautiful garden home. From now on, you will have to fend for yourselves and struggle to grow food, God told them. And one day, you will go back to being the earth from which I made you. You will one day die. He set angels with fiery swords to guard the tree of life so that Adam and Eve could not eat its fruit to save themselves from eventually dying. God watched in great sadness as the shamed couple walked away into the world. 
So, Adam and Eve's familiar story. We've, m- most of us have probably heard it before. Um, and as Rachel said, we've got two really important trees in the story. It's a tale of two trees. You've got the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And um, I wanted to start by having a look at what those two trees uh, mean. Why did God put them there? What do they represent? Uh, and let's start by looking at the tree of life. Um, so why did God put the tree of life there? Well, that's the simple one, really. The tree of life was God's way of providing life for Adam and Eve. Only God can provide eternal life. And in this story, he does it through, through the tree of life. And as long as Adam and Eve stay in God's perfect paradise, stay following him and eating from his tree of life, then they'll live forever. So that was God's plan for us in the beginning, that we would live forever in his perfect paradise. So he provided them with that source of life. The other tree, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, well, that's the question that we're often asked when we look at this story. Why did God put that tree there in the first place? If the whole point was that Adam and Eve weren't supposed to eat from it, why would he put it there in the first place? Well, I think it tells us something about how God has ordered creation. You see, man is the pinnacle of creation who's supposed to rule over everything that God has made, but above man comes God, and God is in charge. And the tree of knowledge of good and evil was God's way of saying, I'm in charge, and my one rule for you is that you can have anything in this garden except this tree. And by giving them something that they weren't allowed, it was God's way of saying, I'm in charge, and you have to follow my way. So the tree of knowledge of good and evil tells us that God has authority over man who must obey him. Interestingly, the word that's used for knowledge in the Hebrew is dat, which is a different kind of knowledge. It's not just knowing something in your head, but it's experiencing something, knowing something deeply and intimately. And I think that tells us why it goes wrong when Adam and Eve eat from that tree, because they don't just understand good and evil, but they actually experience it, they take part in it, they actually commit the first sin there. So those are the two trees, and those are kind of what they represent between us and God. You've got the tree of life, which is telling us that God provides eternal life, and the tree of knowledge, which tells us that God has authority and we have to follow his ways. So it seems like a really simple choice for Adam and Eve. Eat from the tree of life, get eternal life, eat from the tree of uh, knowledge and die. Why did they make that decision? I remember thinking when I first heard this story as a child, they're, they're so stupid. Why did they eat from that tree? They could have just eaten from that tree and got eternal life. What a silly decision. So let's look at why they made that decision. So the serpent starts by casting doubt in Eve's mind. He says, did God really say that you can eat from this tree? No. He said you'd die. No, you won't die. And Eve starts to doubt. Well, yeah, maybe God didn't say it. Maybe, maybe we won't die. Then he starts to play on her desire. You know, if you eat that, you'll be like God. Well, that sounds good. And, well, the tree looks really good, and it? it smells nice, and it, it looks like it tastes really good too. And in that doubt in her mind and the desire for that fruit, Eve makes a choice, and so does Adam. And they disobey God, and they eat from the, from the fruit. Now, when we look at it like that, actually, I'm starting to think, yeah, I understand why they did it now, because so often we have the same situation where we know something's not right. We know that God wouldn't want us to do something, but we start to doubt, and maybe God doesn't think that. Maybe, I, maybe it's not so bad, and we desire the thing that we're looking at. Oh, actually, yeah, that, it does look really good, though. It looks really fun. And we end up disobeying God because we have doubt, and we have desire for something else. So, actually, yeah, I think 
maybe we've all made the same decision as Adam and Eve in that, in that garden there. So they did have a choice, Adam and Eve. They had the choice between going God's way. This is a helpful, helpful tree here. My way or your way. God's way and eating from the tree of life, experiencing paradise in, in the Garden of Eden with him. Everything was good. Or going their own way and eating from the tree of knowledge. Now, we don't have two trees. Well, some of us have two trees. But we don't have two trees in this way that we uh, have to choose from each day. But we do have a choice to make every day. And that choice is essentially the same choice that Adam and Eve made. We have access to eternal life through Jesus, don't we? And I'm sure Adam's going to talk about that in a little while when we come to communion. But Jesus gave us a chance to experience eternal life when he died for us on the cross. So we can choose to follow Jesus and have eternal life. But there's also the other choice. And I've chosen a picture of a snake here, but it could be lots of things. Lots of things that tempt us, that, that we desire, that we want, that we know aren't what God wants for us. And we can choose those as well every day. So we have the choice every day between God's way, the way that leads to eternal life, or going our own way and choosing temptation. And we know that that way eventually leads to death. So the choice that Adam and Eve made is a choice that should be familiar to us because we all have to make that choice every day. Do we go God's way or do we go our own way? Now when Adam and Eve uh, make the wrong choice, when they choose uh, the tree of knowledge... God comes to them and he asks them some questions. Um, it's strange for God to ask questions like, where are you? Because God knows everything. But it's a little bit like um, when a parent or a teacher uh, says to you, what do you think you're doing? Now, the, what you shouldn't do there is tell them what you're doing because they, they're not actually wanting you to tell them the answer. They want you to, to say, oh, yeah, sorry, I shouldn't be doing that. Okay? It's a rhetorical question. Trying to get a response from the person that you're asking. God's asking, where are you? Why are you hiding from me? And what I think God wants them to come out and say is, sorry and repent and and ask for forgiveness. But unfortunately, Adam and Eve, they start to blame each other and blame the snake. And one thing they don't do is apologize and say, sorry, God, we shouldn't have done that. And God has to then send them out the garden and they're no longer in perfect relationship with him. But that question, where are you, is for all of us as well. We just talked about the choice that we have between following Jesus or going our own way. And in the same way that God asked Adam, where are you? God asks all of us the same question. Where are you? Are you following my way or are you going your own way? So today, as we go through the service and into the week, just think about where are you? Are you following God's way, doing what he wants you to do? Or are you going your own way and making decisions that you know aren't right? So that's a question for all of us to think about today and into the week. Where are you? Thank you.